I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to Handbags at Dawn, the home of lateral thinking. This is not just a bag full of crap. This is a materialistic representation of the female ability to balance the organisational demands of modern day life whilst celebrating the right to personal expression and adhering to society's expectations. So there. We are your hosts on this bag in its investigation, Charlotte Edmonds and Jessica Johnson. I'm a TV creative and have two children during my nine years working at Psycho Entertainment. As such, the girls have been brought up to judge perfect pitch and can spot a sob story a mile off, forgetting, as they emotionally explain the reasons why they must watch Cinderella for the third time that day, so can I. I'm a freelance journalist and editor and a mother of two. Having worked for the Sunday Times, Net-A-Porter and Matches Fashion, I'm used to working for people with an exacting eye for detail. And yet that's no training for dealing with a toddler who wanted the green plate. This is the one where we talk talent, TV and TV scene with a rather marvellous someone. We're sort of astonished to be finding ourselves in the position of introducing our phenomenal guest to this week's show. She's a trailblazer who's conquered everything she's turned her hand to, from being the youngest ever editor of the legendary Smash Hits magazine, presenting to millions as the original host of juggernaut talent show The X Factor, and anchoring the hugely successful daytime shows Loose Women and This Morning. Her career has reached highs most of us could only dream of across print, radio and TV. This mother of one has recently expanded her repertoire into the world of e-commerce, launching a brand new online venture TV scene, ridding us of our shopping guilt by ensuring we're saving money by spending it. This is the spectacular Kate Thornton. Blimey, that's <laughs> like I couldn't have written a nice thing myself. Thank you so much. Can when you, you know, put it like that, it sounds great. <laughs> that was just some of the things. There was so much to what you've done. Here's your best bits. <laughs> yeah. But don't forget, this does expand over like three decades now almost. Well, no, not quite three, but getting on for that, yeah. So how did it all begin? I'd had a newspaper column before I went to smash hits and I literally had gone to journalism school and I had a diploma in periodical journalism because I couldn't afford to go to university or get into university because I wasn't that bright. I just didn't have the qualifications to get me in there and I literally cheated my way through my entrance exam into journalism school 
it's true. You heard How it here first. How did you? I um, looked over people's shoulders and copied their answers. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Love it. Because there were things that I was like, I don't understand that word. I have no idea. But I knew where I wanted to be journalistically. And I always understood that in order to communicate with people, you just, you talk to them like you talk to them. And I had to get two work placements. So I literally just wrote to every publication in the land. I'm talking bird watching magazines, anything. Because if I didn't get a work placement, I was in trouble at college. And the Mirror Group came back and they said, you can come and do the Sunday Mirror magazine. And I was literally writing captions, making tea and coffee, but constantly busying myself. And I just thought, I'm here for a week. I've got to make it count. I've got to make an impression because there could be a job at the end of it. At the end of the week, Kate Hadley said to me, I think I'm going to give you a job. And I went, you're joking away. Oh my God. Like Vicky Pollard, because I was from the country. Like, like, so I was like, oh my God, no, shut up, go away. <laughs> and she said, yeah, as soon as you finish your exams, come back. So I literally finished my exams on like a Tuesday at 12.30. And by quarter to one, I was there. I went, I'm here. You said as soon as I finished my exam. And I looked ridiculous. I'd, I'd bought myself what I thought people in the city wore to work as a journalist. Like this really bad suit from my mum's catalogue. Did you have a briefcase? I looked like I was trying, <laughs> I, what I was trying to channel was slightly Melanie Griffiths, working girl, shoulder pads. Just look like a twat um, in my mum's clothes. But they humoured me there. But presumably, in order to get that kind of job and then to do really well at it, it's that enthusiasm and that drive and caring that much about something that does help you doing as well as you did so quickly, so young. I look back at when I was 21 and I feel that I might have been braver then than I am now. Totally. Yeah, I mean, it was pure naivety. When I got the job at Smash Hits, for example, I'd been sort of told by the then editor, Mark Frith, that he was leaving. He was going to edit Sky magazine, which I thought was just like, amazing. Amazingly cool. And he sort of said, you know, they, they haven't got an obvious candidate, so you might as well throw your hat into the ring. Do you want me to mention your name? Yes, please. And then I had to do 10 hours of interview, and I knew I was nowhere near good enough. And I was completely out of my depth. I had a weekend to put together a dummy magazine. And I mean, I'm literally stapling pages together and doing dummy layouts and moving the lyrics around. And I had to put together a presentation and a plan for how I would lift sales. And I had X amount of marketing budget. And what would I do with that money? Where would I apply it? And what band would I put on the cover? And I literally locked myself away in my flat for the weekend and just didn't allow myself out until it was done. And I loved it. Once I'd done that, I thought, I've got to get this job. I've got to. I love this. This is so much fun. So that's what I went in and presented them with. I am not saying this to be anything other than entirely honest. There simply were no other candidates around at the time. No, no seriously, no, there weren't. But I seriously bet that weren't. they would have seen that incredible enthusiasm and I can yeah. still see it in you now. Well, because it was super exciting, you know. Rewind sort of six or seven years and I was the kid that every second Wednesday got my bike straight out of school and cycled to the news agents because I knew Smash Hits was hitting stands. And I wanted to literally get them warm. I wouldn't even wait till I got home to read it. I would literally just put my bike up against the wall, sit down, don't talk to me, I'm reading Smash Hits, and just kind of chortle is probably the best way to describe that. Some of the brilliant jokes they had. There was always this running gag about, God love her, the, the Queen Mother, and how she had teeth like peanuts. And it was just to make me laugh. <laughs> it did, it really did. And, and then, you know, every pop star would be asked, have you ever been sick in your shoes? Which I just thought was a brilliant question because inevitably they hadn't, but they would always try to give you an answer to sound some kind of cool you know so like no I haven't but I did vomit on a gravestone once and was like, <laughs> inappropriate um, 
terribly respectful. Um, uh, but it would it, it taught me a lot, smash hits. I think, you know, if we all wanted to play it safe in life, we would have gone for safe occupations. You come into a business like this where you go into broadcast or print and you know that you have to be quite tenacious from the get-go and expect for there to be as many lows as you hope there will be highs. We're sitting here today in TV scene towers, surrounded by towers. your... Yes, I think that's what they are. Surrounded by your staff. What you had recognised in you, do you look for that in people who work everyone. for you now? Well, everyone I work with, because I'm certainly not the boss. The smartest thing mm. I ever did was make sure that everybody that works here is much smarter than me, and it's all gone really quiet in the office yeah, now. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, surround yourself with people who are always going to make sure that you are the least smart person in the room, and that's certainly the case here. We probably need to we should look at my yeah. your bag <laughs> one hour later. Yeah. I don't mind. I'm actually on the end of I my know. physical chair. Yeah. So this is your handbag. Now, I had a glimpse. It this, is a, this, uh, yeah, this is my kind of work bag. So I've got really bad shoulders from lugging around, literally stomping around London in a determined fashion to set up this business with laptops and chargers and a bucket of my backup. So I've got myself a very nice ASOS backpack, sure. which is wiped clean. <laughs> Excellent. Which is Essential. Which you need to be, because anything that holds from our phrase, no friend of mine. <laughs> um, so, so um, what have we got in it? <gasps> oh, that's nice. Now this, this I, I, I literally can't go anywhere without this. It's my favourite fragrance in the whole wide world. Um, it's called Pomelo, and it's by Joe Loves. And Joe from Joe Loves is Joe from Joe Malone. She sold Joe Malone to Estee Lauder years ago when she was diagnosed with breast cancer with every intention of going off, getting better and just taking life a bit easier. And then did that thing that lots of really smart people that run at 100 miles an hour normally do when I can't do this, I'm bored out of my tiny mind. So she can't trade as Joe Malone but she can trade as Joe Loves and her nose is like is like, like no other. Please, like no Please do. Don't pretend. Oh my God, no, that's, it, that is fantastic. Even I would want to sleep with somebody wearing yeah, this. I'd sleep with myself. <laughs> that should be on the I bottom. do sleep with myself. <laughs> well, so, thank you. Want to sleep well, with yourself? <laughs> She's amazing. I love her to pieces, and she always responds to me on Twitter. And I just ask her really annoying questions about fruits and stuff, spices. For what reason? She's interested. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where's the pomelo from, Joe? She's like, uh, Asia. Like, uh, uh. Do you ever used to make your own perfumes? Yeah. Rose oh, petals. always rose petals, and then they go moldy. Yes, exactly. Yes. And in a body shop bottle, and, and then, then they go yeah, moldy. Make your mum wear them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Like, mm, slime, how delightful. Yeah. <laughs> well, the algae is really quite tasteful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly in the early days of setting this business up, I read a lot about people that started up on their own to sort of understand how does it work. There's a brilliant book called The Hard Thing About Hard Things, which is not what it sounds like. Hmm. Not hard. Just get your mind a lot filthier immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the difficulties one faces when setting up a business. Uh. People like Joe, those stories would really inspire me. It's so completely different from anything that you've done else. before. In my working life, any time I felt that there was a shift in the landscape of broadcasting or media, I wanted to be where it was going. So when I left print journalism to go into television, it was because digital TV was about to be launched. So you have to be smart about it and go, hang on, hang on a minute, I need to know where it's growing. I need to be working in this space so I understand it. So I went into TV. Now you look at online and you sit there and you see how people are consuming content. And I just thought, I need to understand this digital space because even when you're watching TV at home now, it is never your primary screen it's your second screen and I thought we had a really smart idea for a business that could be discovered through social through an audience that was following me and the other girls that I thought would I would want to hear about would it bother me if somebody put something like this on my timeline no earning money back on the stuff you're already buying in a 
a really engaging way with a unique user experience that's easier than anything else out there to use. Yeah, I'd give that a go. And so I did. You're combining second screen onto one screen. That's what's really smart about yeah. because you've got a TV show that you're watching. For anybody who's not looked at the site, go and have a look at TV Scene because there's very engaging content, lots of videos. I particularly like what's in your makeup bag section because, of course, <laughs> we're obsessed with bags. Yeah, but, yeah. but you talk as well about surrounding yourself here with people you admire, respect, who can do great things. That's what you've done in your content as well, isn't it? You've got some phenomenal friends yeah. and people who are bringing their own brilliant stories to your brand. Absolutely. How did that all come about? Really organically, actually. And I think if I'd have tried to make it happen, it would never have worked. So with TV Scene, a friend presented to me cashback and said, do you understand cashback? I was like, yeah, you get it at the till in Tesco's. He was like, no, no that's not how it works. I was like, well, what is it then? The word was banded around, but did I truly understand what it meant? Well, I know I didn't. So basically the way it works is it's called affiliate marketing. It's about being really smart with the way you shop. So say I'm ASOS and you're Reese and I'm selling your clothes. You will negotiate a fee with me for every sale that I generate for you. So say it's 5%. Well, actually all we do at TBC is give it back to the customer. To reward them, it's kind of like cash karma. It's thank you for shopping with us. We really appreciate it. We would much rather engage them and earn their loyalty by giving the money back. I want to create a site that felt like the super smart friend that would walk you around your favorite department store and make sure you didn't miss a trick. Can you do the thinking for me? Can you take me to the best deals? Can you curate? Can you recommend? Can you make sure that I don't miss out on anything? But that's the thing that I found with it is that the, the brands you're working with that you've got on board are just fantastic. Oh, they yeah. are exactly the places because I think with other cashback sites it'd be kind of like mm, maybe there's one or two that I might shop with but, you but know, you, all of them are places that you would shop with. Well a lot of that is the other sites have like four and a half thousand brands. Mm. Well, nobody is ever going to When are you ever going to shop four thousand brands? Yeah. So actually I mean if you put it into kind of physical store terms, I would describe other sites in this space as TK Maxx. You walk in there and you go, oh, oh my God, I'll get a bit kind of giddy when I go to TK Maxx. I love it. Oh, so do I. I love it. <laughs> but I'm close to you right Max. now. I went there yesterday and I'm still reeling. I know. <laughs> Guess what? How much these trousers were? Guess. The TK Maxx. I mean, don't. Oh, oh. Okay. They're nice. Yeah, they're nice. Very I'm nice. going to say, I know the, I know how many discounts they give. I'm going to say about £35. They, do you know what, Kate? Okay, you are so close. They were £35 down to £3. Oh, no. Up. £3. I won yesterday. You <laughs> did. I'm so going to steal your style. Wow. Going online right now. Pounds. Less than a sandwich. That was in the clearance <laughs> clearance section. <laughs> There's no argument to not buy them then, is there? No, no, no. none. But you go into TK Maxx, right? You know there's gold in them hills, but you need time to wade through. When you become a mum and you go shopping, there's always tears and sometimes they're the children's. It's literally like you can't it's browse so anymore. You walk in and out of shops having literally kind of mini menopause. It's getting really hot, really cold. Oh, yes. 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 What are yes. they? Yes. Why do oh, they come? And they don't want people with pushchairs. They, they, they don't make, want the they, likes they of they us. They measure the pushchair <laughs> and then they go, right, bring the clothes in closer, closer. Yes, perfect. Everyone will feel very awkward here. They will all Wait, leave. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's where I started to get really smart with online shopping. So I just thought, well, what about if we could create their TK Maxx, but turn it into a lovely environment, you know, exactly where everything is. It's all the brands that you love, trust, know, and regularly buy. So actually, I don't want 4,000 brands. Just give me the ones that really mean something to me. So that was the starting point. Then we thought, well, how are we going to educate people about this? How are we going to talk to them? And it became very apparent very quickly that they needed almost to be recommended by a friend. And the closest thing we could kind of conjure up were people that are well known to you. So I started to kind of sound my girlfriends out it going right uh, I'm thinking of having a bit of a career change and they're like oh god not again um, <laughs> what now <laughs> no I was like no seriously hear me out so I gave them the pitch like do you think I should do this should I go and try and start a business so the first person I went to was Tams in Outway and Tams got this amazing business mind and if she wasn't so talented as an actress she'd be running some sort of footsie 100 company she's really smart Tams she was like this is a no brainer you've got to do this right right she validated it for me she was like absolutely and then you know the next time we were out she'd be saying to one of the other girls go on tell them tell them your idea this is brilliant you're going to love this and then slowly everyone's like that's brilliant oh my god I'd shop that we should yes and then I phoned up Mylene class and was like I've got this idea for a business but I don't know how to write a business plan can you give me some advice can I look at one of yours just to see how you template it and then she was like this is brilliant I'll do it with you I was like well Tam said that and then slowly it all started to kind of work itself so then one night I was out we'd gone to see Denise Van Outen in her one woman show and Amanda Byron was there I hadn't seen Amanda for a couple of months and Amanda said oi Denise has been telling me about this thing you're doing have you got anyone to do fitness I was like well no one I was going to call you because I need to know how to do fitness content online she was like I'll do it and then before you know it Lisa Faulkner's like I'll do food and actually our group came together very naturally born out of the fact that we are all friends Denise and the All Saints girls were at school together in the same class so their friendship goes back beyond 20 years but really we're a bunch of women that met in the 90s and had the best of times late nights dirty dance floors terrible hangovers amazing holidays moving into our 30s life got a bit more serious we settled down some of us married most of us had kids most of us got divorced and we've been through the highs and lows and the good times and the bad times and actually our relationships have probably outlived most others I think the whole thing that I found so fascinating and compelling about this and engaging is, is the, the, the huge friendship part of it and I wondered that obviously with all the other things that you've done previously you've been the front and fair of somebody else's thing yeah. and I wondered how that made you feel now that, now that this is I think I felt the fear on this more than anything else if I'm being really honest because I thought oh my god all of these amazing friends have completely backed me on this and they just trust me that massive responsibility I mean I had a constant sweaty upper lip of just thinking, I don't want to let them down. I don't want to let them down. I mean, they, they couldn't have been more amazing. So I think the first day that we went on set and the TV scene shoots are huge. There's 12 women, huge crew, and we run multiple formats. So we try to shoot as much as we can in a day. The organisation is off the scale. It's worse than a wedding and we drink as much. <laughs> and it should have been me assuring the girls that day, don't worry, it's all going to be fine. But it was more of them coming up to go, are you feeling you're right? It's going to be all right. Don't worry, we're going to make it work. 
and it did, it just really worked. I didn't need to do anything other than just let the cameras roll and capture what we do anyway, which is just what women do. We chew each other's ears off, we laugh, we share, we support. And that I think is what's beautiful that comes out of our content is that you're not watching well-known people being interviewed by maybe a journalist. It's peer-to-peer, it's friends talking to friends. It's that recommendation of the brilliant sites that we've discovered and we love. And we also have this channel on the site called We Love, which is all about small businesses that wouldn't normally be able to afford all the back-end plug-in to join a site like ours. I was having a look, a lot of those are quite female-focused and female-run, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's really nice. I really wanted Mm. to do that because I knew how hard it was getting this business off the ground. And that was with 12 names on board that helped to really open a lot of doors. So you think about how hard it is without that natural advantage that we had. Like you guys, right? So you you got in touch and you're like, right, we're, we're doing our own thing. We've got it up on iTunes. I had a look and I just thought, I say yes because the people that said no to me, I remember you. <laughs> she has a list on the wall. <laughs> but I think what's what's so brilliant, and I um, I read an interview that you did with the Telegraph, sort of earlier in the year when you yeah. launched the site, and you were talking about how it's a matter of looking at your career and seeing how I mean as you say you know you've obviously already done so many amazing things but then it's sort of looking to the future and thinking okay well this is how it's been but is it going to continue like that how can I how can I future proof my career and I just think this is such a brilliant way of doing that it is born out of need as much as want to be honest with you you have to be realistic when I started in TV I thought I had probably three years at it and I'm 20 years in now it's not going to last forever why did you only think three years I don't know. Just never assume. I don't know. It's a very good question. Um, so I didn't think I'd be very good at it, or that people would like me, or would want to book me. So I just thought, all oh, three years—that would be just, you know, a nice little dance to have for three years. Thanks so to tell the grandchildren one day. Your mother was on the news once, you know, <laughs> um, that kind of thing. You know, um, never thinking that it would become anything meaningful to be honest with you even in those three years I always described myself as a journalist never as a TV presenter I don't think it was until I started doing proper Saturday nights I was like all right then I'm a TV presenter but I didn't think it would last and and it doesn't ultimately and you cannot have a career that is just glorious from start to finish there are going to be quiet times and pitfalls and also you know you get to a point where actually you can say no to stuff you don't want to do you know for example I love watching reality television I do not want to be in a reality TV show I can watch them all day every day the real housewives of wherever I will watch but do I want to be in a show like that no I don't you know and that's the culture at the moment for TV those are the things that really rule the ratings so you know well while those are dominating I'll watch them and then I'll go and work somewhere else and try and learn something else and maybe there'll be a want and a need for a safe pair of hands and a tried and tested broadcaster again down the line but if there's not well I'm really happy doing what I do here and I get to go and kind of play at radio too as well which is really wonderful yeah, um, brilliant shows. I love my show on radio too. Mm. Um, sorry, someone's just put the kettle on. People <laughs> <laughs> well, need tea. Yeah. The fact that you said you wouldn't want to do reality TV, is that because it's sort of around the clock and they're trying to catch you out? Because you've always been very brave at bearing your soul and sharing your experiences for people who are watching and listening to you. And oh, I think nice. you've always done that and been yeah, very, very open. But with reality TV, is that a step too far? Yeah. It is. I don't want to be watched 24-7. I get sick of me. I used to have nightmares that I was in the Big Brother house. And when I say nightmares, I mean literally I would sit a bolt upright and go, no, what happened? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, kind of yelping in my sleep. Go and stand by the front door, get open shut, going, I am free. I'm yeah, free, I can leave. Yeah. Whenever I Tess goes, it's all right. Um, I think I've made myself quite clear. I really don't want to be able to do that. I think the only one I'd ever want to do 
Strictly when it's Strictly. Oh, that yeah, is the only on. one because you Although, learn something. Yes. But I did the Strictly tours for about five or six years. I hosted them and I had to do a bit of dancing. I had a couple of fine Russians passing through my legs. <laughs> oh, there. that was a hard <laughs> job to do. All oh, the bruises. Uh, <laughs> Autumn. It was brilliant. I loved it. So I felt like I got my fixer back because I got to kind of rehearse with the pros and I did that and I'm really glad that I did. I loved it. And if ever you girls need a sparkly frock to borrow for a posh do, I've got a whole wardrobe. Oh my God, we are, we're going to just... <laughs> Hold a sparkly dress, yes. do just so we can come just take so up we on that. that. Sequin pop-up shop. My <laughs> so I loved that, and I agree entirely. I think Strictly is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But also, when you've hosted reality shows and you understand the mechanics of them, it's a bit like you know being the guy that put up the curtain in The Wizard of Oz. You know what's behind it. I know how these shows are made and what you have to do to make them what they are. I used to work on the X Factor, and we would have people come, and they know the workings of reality TV. Yeah. They know how it all works. Something can't be around as long as the X Factor and. and do a decade in the most glaring kind of spotlight and people not understand how it works. And don't forget, ITV2 will always do that for you because if you're a successful show on ITV1, um, there's going to be an ITV2 show. That's how I got into the whole reality talent show thing. I became the ITV2 spin-off host for Pop Idol. Which was better, that or the main show? Both. Different experiences entirely. I think with Pop Idol, it was just intoxicating. The whole country stopped and bought into that show. Um, It was the first of its kind, wasn't it? I mean, nobody had seen anything like it. Mm. You know, we were invited to talk in Parliament about how to persuade young people to vote. It was every conversation, everywhere you went. And I can't remember a time before that where a TV show had done that. I'm sure we weren't breaking new ground because talent shows have been around forever. But for me, it felt like new ground. And I was working with this incredible team of people including Anton Deck. I'd only just, you know, a couple of years before that, killed PJ and Duncan with them at Smash Hits and we buried them on the cover. Um, I know, right? It was their idea. They were like, PJ and Duncan are over. Let's just be Anton Deck. So we killed them and then we booked them to host the Smash Hits Awards and they were terrified because they'd never done live TV at that point. Um, And we did the cult of Anton Deck, I remember. And we had masks on every seat so that when we did the wide opening shot, it was the cult of Anton Deck. It was 12,000 Anton Decks in the audience. It was so exciting. Also, it was the year that the Spice Girls exploded and I was working very closely with them and Simon Fuller as a result of that and it was Simon Fuller that then called me up and said I want you to come and do Pop Idol so we all just moved on to different things but together so they were exciting times and we never ever took it for granted you know we were always the ones in the bar after the show going we seriously are the luckiest people alive and I still feel like that I'll have a bath as long as I don't get wet that is actually a very good moment to interrupt this because we would love to know what's in your bag next Kate I've actually well this Uh, This is my Bible, it's my diary. Everybody in the office, we we work off a centralised computerised diary and I'm crap at looking at it. So I have a diary on my phone, but this contains everything. This documents my working life, my personal life, and most importantly, my son's social life. Because my other job is Ben's social secretary, (laughs) um, slash taxi driver, and sandwich maker. So yes, every year I treat myself to a nice diary. So this year it was courtesy of Aspinalls of London. Oh, I love Aspinalls. It takes a real bashing and I take it everywhere. When people go, okay, should we put a meeting in and you pull a diary out with paper in it, they're like, <laughs> freak. You need to accompany it with a quill and then <laughs> But I think it's not too old school. It, it, I think it's and, dependable. And when will that ever crash? Exactly. I save all of my diaries just on the off chance that one day I have some sort of desire to revisit my life or write a book about it. Will you write a book? No. <laughs> she thought about that. Uh, no, I, no, I was offered that. And um, I've not finished living yet. 
there's more to come. Do you have a moment where you stop and go, I have made it? Have you had those when you go, this is it, (laughs) I've made it right now? Yeah, only one time, and that was when I gave birth to my son. And that was it, yeah. That was probably my most incredible moment ever. Mainly because the pain had stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's such a great moment when it stopped You can't believe it's over. You just think, what? Hang on. And one minute you think you're going to die. And the next minute it's like, oh my God, it's so gorgeous. My God. I know. And when you say to people, oh, that's, you know, I've had so many people say to me, don't exaggerate. You thought you were going to die. No, I genuinely thought I was going to die. I kept asking for drugs, but they just didn't get them in in time. I ended up doing it with nothing. I mean, that's not the plan. I was meant to be absolutely... (laughs) out of it the hospital were great where I had my son because he was premature and there was all kinds of things wrong and thank god I was in safe hands but for some reason the doctor overseeing my delivery just thought it was really appropriate to come in and keep cracking x-factor gags (laughs) while I was crowning pick your moment dude if you if you don't get this baby out soon I'm going to freeze the voting lines I'm like really really now (laughs) right now it's because if I could get off this bed, I would wallop you. I would ask you that what his horrendous. name is, but I can see it up there on your list. <laughs> <laughs> the hit list. I loved him, actually. He was good fun. No if slightly inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, but he actually a cheese in my eye. Do you have anything else that you could pull out of your bag to talk yeah. about? One last item. Sunglasses. Um, Um, because in the morning I'm so lazy and I pray for good weather because otherwise I just scare people on the school run Um, and for driving and so I have these and my regular reading glasses because literally the day I turned 40 my eyes gave up Um, so now I have to have reading glasses as well so anytime I leave the house as long as I've got my sunnies and my reading glasses my perfume and my diary and my phone I am good to go and actually just a bucket of makeup as well (laughs) oh I mean that's this is an impressive because I don't think I've ever stopped believing that I might be called on to set at any given moment <laughs> and I'll need makeup so I actually wear very little usually day to day actually there's no need for me to lug this much around with me but it's like a telly kit I think I'll probably be carrying this around in my 70s still did you learn some amazing tricks of the trade loads and I still do all the time I'm really lucky because you know all can the... you tell us some yes. of them so one of the things we did when we set the site up is we were talking about how lucky we were that we've all got people that teach us how to find new ways to reinvent ourselves and not wear the same makeup all the time and same clothes and just push you slightly out of your comfort zone because we work with stylists and makeup artists who are you know top of their game they should be doing this as well so we literally called them all up like okay how do you feel about going on camera and they were all really shy I was like no shut up get over yourself you're going on camera and they do all of our tutorials and they write for us and they blog and all the how-to stuff so if you want to know how to do the perfect flick for your eyeliner if you want to really know how to make sure that your base stays on all day how to do your makeup in the back of a cab in three minutes that kind of stuff it's all there by the experts so pretty much everything in my makeup bag has come off the back of a recommendation from Patsy O'Neill who does me and she does Holly Willoughby and she knows her stuff you know she's good when I first met Patsy when I was at MTV in 1997 I'd never plucked my eyebrows and I was like well what do you want to do that for she was like because they frame your face I was like I've got fringe (laughs) she was like you're not getting this you're on TV now you have to be a lady so she taught me how to pluck my eyebrows and now most recently it's like you know you should use a primer I was like what's a primer and it is like basically scaffolding for the face because as you get older it's horrific Carol McGiffin always used to say to me go on all fours on a mirror right like all fours and look down because that's what a man sees when he's having sex with you right you do it right you go I can't be that bad oh my god it's like a jacket potato staring back at you (laughs) 
horrific. <laughs> yeah, no, that is literally going to be the first thing, Jess, and I do when we get home today. We're like, going to be cringing forevermore now. Nothing as perky as it used to be. <laughs> yeah. Especially after you've breastfed a limonade. Well, no, don't do it naked. I'm just talking about your face. Jess has taken it to the next level. Don't do that. That's horrific. I'm talking about your face. I can't imagine anything worse than eating a whole tomato. <laughs> that is the most brilliant place to leave it. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. You'd Handbags at Dawn is honoured that you were with oh, well, us today. I'm really chuffed to have been asked. Thank you so much. Yeah. Good luck with it. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with us, we are at Handbags Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, Kate's website is tbscene.com. Please sign up for our newsletters and we can keep you informed on everything that's going on. Thank you so much, Kate. We'll speak to you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.